0: mic recording recording good all right let me see if I got this all set up it's going to be a pretty different episode of the Johnson homes this time I got some notes right now this is going to be um, almost like a lecture I wanted to get Three episodes out in the month of March, and I got two. Um, technically, isn't March anymore. It is right now four eleven a.m. on April first. While I am recording this, but I'm still counting it. If I get this out before I go to bed, and I have put some effort into outlining kind of my thoughts and i'm gonna be uh yeah hopefully i represent my thoughts accurately and um because yeah that would be something for me to be proud of if this uh if this goes okay but yeah i think i'm going to call this episode a crash course in loneliness or being lonely and being lonely um, by your own volition and making the decision to make yourself more isolated or more lonely because making the decision to become alone or more lonely is something that i have some level of experience with uh especially over the last i'll say three years maybe two and a half years yeah we'll say three years um so yeah, loneliness by choice. Um, when you decide not to keep someone around or stop interacting with them, you are making yourself more alone or isolated. And that is the main thing in which I'm talking about today. The The decision, the act of uh, not continuing to, I guess, fraternize with somebody. Um and the main idea behind it is, you know, a uh, person isn't good for you or is no longer good for you. Um, spending time with lesser people devalues you in a way. And it's a bit of a, uh, it's, 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 it's a harsh way to put it. I think the less aggressive way to say it is maybe, uh, wasting time with people devalues you. It's maybe a more, um, less edgy way of saying that and there's two questions to ask yourself um, to kind of determine if you're in that situation and well just to orient yourself just kind of in life and the main the first question is what do you want and the second question is what are you doing now is what you were the second question is is what you are doing now getting you closer to that and when that thought process is at the front of your mind, that's where you see growth and satisfaction so long as you know you answered the first question accurately. Um, when you stop what you would normally be doing to do something else with someone else, it's sort of a transaction with altering properties. So if what you're normally doing is... Um, just keeping you exactly where you are and it's maybe not benefiting you, but you cut some time out of your day and spend it with a new person and whatever you're doing together is benefiting your life. Then that would be a positive example of that. Oftentimes it's the opposite and uh, maybe you have some free time on your hands and instead of thinking of something to do, you just kind of go along with whatever somebody else is doing. And in that way, You determine the value of your presence and your time and where problems can come in is when you spend time with people that uh, take part in sort of activities or a lifestyle that is counterproductive to what you are going for that's when somebody works against what you stand for and not in a political way, not in a political way at all. Um, in a um, I'm trying to think, more of a uh, tempo or goal-oriented way and what they want for their status quo and uh, I suppose their future. It's not always obvious um, being around somebody who is against what you stand for it can just seem kind of relaxing sometimes and it can seem like, um, you two just spend a lot of time together and enjoy each other's company. And and that may be true. Um, oftentimes that comes at the beginning of an interpersonal relationship and trouble comes in when it doesn't, the, uh, The interactions between the two people does not move on from that stage um, and they don't really integrate uh, successfully into each other's lives and that's really all that they kind of get out of each other is just um, sort of situational pleasure in the other one's presence and oftentimes usually that Keeps both people at a very similar level. So there are there isn't a lot of conflict that happens between those people because they're very similar and um, But when it's pushed it gets pushed in a bit of an extreme way when maybe person a reaches a new milestone or level of success and Maybe they would be looking for person B to be uh, happy or excited for them. Uh, But sometimes it isn't like that if it is one of these sort of counterproductive interpersonal relationships. Seeing your peers be resentful of your own personal success is a pretty clear sign that it was likely not the right choice to align yourself with them in the first place. And that would be something for you to revisit and go over. Sometimes if you are noticing yourself outgrowing a social circle, it can be hard not to put that energy towards others. And um, the people who you would think you're maybe outgrowing can sense that you feel that way. And they uh, can feel attacked and... Even if you didn't say anything outright like that, it's um, people can people will pick up on that. Right here, I have self blinding behavior. Misery loves company. So, like I was saying before, um, the situational pleasure of just having another person close by or just to interact with, whenever is something that keeps a lot of people sane that uh, otherwise would be in a sort of mental torment so people partaking in that that are deep into the uh, sort of self-blinding nature of that will take offense to anyone or any action that dissents from that sort of lifestyle and They basically should be an example to you of what not to be if you think about who you are and what actions make up your life you should know why you do them and what effect they have on you so you shouldn't have qualms with yourself if the scrutiny that maybe you're putting out towards people that um, aren't on the same wavelength or frequency as you or level You shouldn't have any qualms with yourself if the scrutiny is turned back towards you because that just means you're a hypocrite. And you need to be ready for that because it almost certainly will if it becomes uh, fully fleshed out verbally uh, with these people. You need to know why you do what you do and why you don't do what they do. And then you'll be equipped to uh navigate that kind of conversation i have a lot of experience with this sort of behavior uh, particularly in online chat groups Um, a variety of online chat groups with completely different people some people i've known uh, for much of my life in person and some of which uh, i've just been a bit of a mutual friend that i've come into but most people that do this that are in these groups know they aren't really being true to themselves and they deflect their own negative feelings of this towards mental health and maybe a maybe a disorder or look for a medicine to make them feel differently or something like that. Drugs and alcohol is another common thing that you find in these sort of, online chat groups they also write off others judgments as intolerance or hate very very often so and they they justify this by making light of their actions to make it to make it a flaw against someone who would criticize any of this activity and to be fair um you shouldn't be chronically you shouldn't be repeatedly criticizing this kind of activity because when you do see it and it's very predictable beat by beat, um, you know, I mean, looking from the outside in, if you're not fully enveloped in it, you can see what's going on and you can see that they, they don't really want to step out of that. And if there's someone that you're concerned, is kind of falling into that, um, you can give it a shot to try to explain yourself to them, but you can't. You can't change people's minds. Right, Here is something a little more positive. That was that was a little bit of a downer. I hope I hope all that made sense. But you need to watch for people who are good for you. Oftentimes, when you bring problems from your counterproductive people around someone who is good for you, they will have a strong immediate reaction to it. And it's important not to have thin skin or to take it as an insult if one of these people that is good for you um, is maybe uh, critical and puts it in a blunt kind of way. Because it's very, even though you are involved in it and you have maybe uh, fallen into the rhythm of it a little bit, it's very obvious to them. So it's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's just important to take note of that and to be prepared because these people are the most important people in your life and you can't risk losing them because you're too sensitive. These people will help you identify the problem individuals in your life and once they do that, it is on you to act. So, the best example that I can think of, like whenever I think about this, I think of maybe back in 2018 or nineteen i got into a lot of beef and drama with people over the internet over some dumb video game that i played a lot and other people who also played the video game i commonly got into um, fights and arguments and all with and i would explain these to some of my friends in real life and a lot of them would be would entertain it and listen to it and I would explain how crazy these people I had to talk to were because, you know, they were and I was right. And I would argue with them and I would be treated unfairly, but I'd be, and I'd be correct. And that would, and the, the being correct would, uh, would justify me to keep engaging in that kind of behavior until I ran it by, one of my friends explain everything explain how crazy these online people are and, how, and what losers they are and he just he just says yeah i can't imagine ever caring about anything like this and which is not the response i was looking for it's not a response that i had ever gotten before at that point but he was 100 percent right and i had the option to either be like fuck you I just told you a bunch of personal information about myself, things that I cared about, that were that were bothering me, where I had the option to uh, <laughs> take a step back and think, "Am I just being a fucking dumbass right now?" And uh, it was the latter, and I had to face like, "Yeah, maybe I'm." <laughs> Sometimes the way to win is to not play, and when you're engaging in something that you have already proven to yourself and other people is silly. Uh, and you keep doing it, you are not much better than the uh, the other people purveying it, whether you're right or wrong. Where was I again? You're good for you, might not be interesting to you. Yes. The people who are good for you might not be interesting to you while you are still conditioned to want to be around those that aren't. That's an important thing. So, sometimes uh, when you're, when you are feeling lonely, um, and you're feeling hurt, you're feeling lost because the reason you feel that is because you are no longer exposed to the people who would stop you from feeling lonely. Sounds maybe a little silly, maybe a little obvious, but um, you're not wishing for a new person maybe to replace them. You're just kind of wishing for things with them to be okay again. And sometimes that isn't an option. So you need to notice that if you are feeling that way. One thing I strongly recommend, this doesn't even have to be if you're going through anything. Um, If you're necessarily feeling lonely, you could just do this, you know, maybe every month. and It would probably be a good thing. Make a list of anyone who has reached out or has been in some contact with you that you don't always talk to or have maybe forgot about. And don't let the guilt that may come from this deter you from reaching out again. So, you know, the the friend from high school or whatever who said something to you like two months ago that maybe you forgot to respond to, it's just, yeah. Don't, don't let guilt deter you from reaching back out to them. All right, what's the next idea we got here? it says here deliberate loneliness in effect yeah so deciding to cut someone off or to isolate yourself is rarely the option that quote-unquote feels the best Uh, again like i was just saying oftentimes we just kind of wish for things to be different than the way they are and wish that um the reality that we have to face is just different rather than sort of navigating the issues in front of us um, but it's important to remember that there's more to be gained from losing something bad than from gaining something good and the benefits of cutting out and shedding dead weight and negative things and things and people who slow you down or uh, at worst work against you. And sometimes there's going to be uh, immediate pain um, in these situations when you are uh, separating yourself from somebody else. yeah even if you do uh deliberately decide to separate yourself from somebody that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel uh pain from that decision and sometimes you will not know how to deal with the hole left by someone but you will because that's just that's just what happens as long as you keep trying you will and if you um you know, the, the time that you now have uh, that the other person used to occupy, you now, that's now an opportunity to fill that with not even another person um, or just an activity or, or habit or um, action that makes you, that gets you closer to where you want to be or who you want to be. And not to sound like Jordan Peterson, too much but you know it's like the when the is what's it was what is the israelites they escaped slavery they didn't go straight into the promised land they went into the desert and the point of that is that the loneliness and confusion that you have to navigate on your own is better and is necessary over the dependence on something or someone that is uh, corrosive to your being And once you do do that and you start figuring things out and figuring out how to make do in these new circumstances, it can be very validating and you get a great sense of validation and maybe vindication uh, from successfully moving on from one of these relationships uh, or uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it would always be a relationship, I guess. But yes it's a satisfying feeling um, when things go right the way you want them to uh, in your decision to leave but you need to be careful not to become intoxicated off of this feeling uh, because then you get a sort of bravado or confidence and you start seeing enemies where there really aren't any so You could maybe see someone who just you just catch on a bad day and maybe they're in a bad mood but you have this new confidence in your ability to just get on by yourself and maybe the uh you know when the correct option was to just give them some time to uh calm down or give yourself some time to calm down you completely burn a bridge or cut ties you don't want to do that um, you don't want that to be a negative consequence of an otherwise positive thing that you did for yourself because that would be that would be catastrophic. But it's not always easy. And last thing I have here is you normally aren't as alone as you think. Um, like I said before I was, Uh, Not too long ago, I I felt very alone and uh, isolated and that I didn't really have anybody who um, was consistently there for me. But I made myself write down a list of people who had reached out um, somewhat recently. And I felt silly because I immediately off the top of my head wrote down 14 people. And out of those 14 people, how many did I really really try to open up to and reach out to back probably like none probably none of them going through a a difficult time you have 14 people that reached out to you and you're just sitting by yourself thinking about how lonely you are it's foolish and uh it's just recognize that as soon as you can if you do it and put your you know pride aside at that point and don't be afraid to uh, talk to one of the maybe less interesting or less cool people that are actually good for you. So I think that's that's most of all my thoughts I have right now. Um I guess I guess I've I've been going through stuff. I've been going through stuff. I, I haven't stopped going through stuff since two thousand like 18. I just been that that's just life now. I think I'm just an adult now just because I've been going through stuff for uh for the last 5 years. Not in and I don't, you know, not in a way that I uh that I want pity for either. <laughs> I mean, this recent stuff I'm going through it's the uh first I This recent stuff I'm going through hardly feels like anything to this. Just glad I have something to talk about for a little while here. But I hoped, I wanted to keep this mostly practical. Um, I'm sure nobody's really gonna listen to this, but if I do go back to it and it um, and there's some good stuff in it, I will be I'll be happy. Um, And if not, then eh, at least I did something. But I think that's all I'm going to talk about for uh, being lonely right now. Other than that, this is still the Johnson Holmes main thing I talk about here is stand-up comedy and open mics. And I think the next one on the menu for me is Banditos. I'm gonna be going back to banditos. The last one was really weird. I didn't really do an entire set. I think I'm gonna have some more stuff to try, um, and maybe maybe make a fool out of myself doing, uh, or maybe I just keep talking into you know a room of people that aren't laughing because that's what uh, happened last time, for the most part. But it was a weird room. I don't know. Last, uh, I don't, did I, did I talk about the open mic on Tuesday? I think the last podcast I might've done before the open mic on Tuesday. That was a weird room. I was mean to a girl in the crowd and I went up and apologized to her afterwards and she didn't even notice that I was mean to her. Cause so I told her one joke and stared at her the entire time and then said afterwards, I picked the person who I thought would like that joke the least and stared at them the whole time. And I was 100% right and like it. Uh, it didn't even get a laugh. Nobody nobody really liked that. So, But I thought it was kind of funny. I've told it to other people. They thought it was kind of funny. Probably won't try it again for a while. Um, and then the next day, I was going to go to two open mics in the same day. I wound up only going to one because I thought the second one started at uh, nine, but it actually started at eight. So I would have gotten there about 45 minutes late. And then, as I was going in my car to still try to get there, I uh, realized I left my debit card at the bar, in the uh, the uh, the place I was just at. So I walked back, and then wound up just just hanging out instead. So that's how that went. Um, I wanted to hit six open mics in March, and I believe I did that successfully. I think I hit. I think I might have done three Isleys. I did Ipanema. So that's four right there. I did banditos and I did a bottoms up. So I at least I did at the very minimum five, but I'm pretty sure I did six. So I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that because in February I I didn't go to too many at all, and I've been making an effort to uh, mingle with more of the uh, more of the comics there, and a lot of the uh, better ones have been pretty uh, receptive to me and are you know starting to recognize me more. Um, which is exciting and yeah, I'm going to keep on, keep on doing it. It's hard for me to keep a crazy gym schedule and a crazy open mic schedule at the same time though, especially when having a job, this is, these are the things I need to balance now and also having money to live because that's, that's a new thing now too, but I'm not going to talk too much longer because I'm trying to get this onto RSS before I go to bed and, uh, maybe YouTube think this could be one of the more uh one of the easier johnson homes episodes to get on there but i'm at about i'm at 29 minutes I'm probably gonna cut out some of the dead air that i had and then i'm gonna uh i got work in kind of kind of soon so yeah let me get the hell out of here um hope you guys enjoy whatever music i decide to when i get to see him face to face and if you should ever fall and need light to guide you, remember who you are and who's right beside you. Because even from afar, the moonlight's designed to illuminate us all. Right then, I'll find you.